Hello and welcome to Next Slide Please, the podcast which takes you onto a journey into management consulting. My name is Tobias Stahl and I'm a manager at the consulting firm Strategy Engineers. And in this episode, I want to talk about how it is to get into consulting, how the onboarding process works and how your first steps will look like in, let's say, the first two weeks. And that is why I have again a guest with me. In this case, it's Lars. Hi, Lars. Nice to have you. Hey, Tobias. Nice to be here. So apparently, um, and by coincidence, you have joined <laughs> us like two weeks ago, right? That's correct. And that's why you're here. So I want to get your first-hand experience on how it is to to get into consulting. So let's let's have a recap. Um, how did that go? How was your onboarding? Yeah, so hey everybody, I'm Lars. I started on the 1st of March, so two weeks ago here as Strategy Engineers. Um, yeah, I had a good start. I was welcomed by uh, some colleagues in the office, so I didn't need to take place all from home, but I could meet some people here in person, which was nice. Um, and yeah, the first day was packed with a lot of information. So uh, my colleague Andy introduced me um, to my hardware, to the software. We had a look in uh, Outlook, in the SharePoint. We set up all the programs. Um, yeah, and all that was um, based on a very long document, like was 150 slides of information with all the setup and but also getting to know colleagues, the office. Um, also the first tips and tricks, um, like how you could um, handle programs faster or some shortcuts or something. So yeah, a lot of information packed into that day. And yeah, that was a good kickstart right at the start. That sounds like a, a busy program. And do, did you know that we actually thought about naming the podcast Slide Wars and Bullshit Bingo? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we decided maybe we don't do that. But apparently, yes, our onboarding guide is a, a massive document. And yeah. that, as you said, has actually almost everything in there which you need for the first days. Um, you made a very important point that the onboarding was in person. Mm -hmm. I think that is very important to, to highlight. Um, that was one of our main struggles in the, in the beginning of COVID when we really were down to 0% yeah. office time. That was... A really big challenge if you welcome somebody new so it's it's great to have you in person here and be able to to do the onboarding there um you mentioned the the hardware and software i think there is not much to to learn from that because it's basically everything office is offering um mm -hmm. what would be more interesting is the point that you mentioned there is like some shortcuts getting to know programs etc was there a specific training program associated to that? Um, so, yeah, on, like I said, on the first day, there was already a lot of information on that. Um, and on the second day, I also had a corporate identity training. So there, our colleague Nico, who's responsible for the marketing here at Strategy Engineers, he introduced um, me and uh, another colleague from China to the corporate identity. So how do we uh, create the slides? Um, with which colors do we work? Um, how are the slides created? Like which boxes do we use or which design templates? Um, so that is all the, the mechanics of working. Um, did you also get some training on how to set up a presentation in terms of content? Yeah, so 
we also, or Nico also showed us uh, how we can set up a storyline. So, I mean, I did some other internships before I came to strategy engineers in the automotive industry and also in consulting. So from that perspective, I had some experience already, which was good because um, it just helps you because you just know the way it works kind of. So, you know, when you um, create presentations, there need to be a consistent storyline with an introduction, like introducing the client and then, um, yeah, you just have all these principles of being short and precise, for example, and yeah, all these um, foundations of how you build a presentation were um, um, were talked about with Nico and the CI training. So yeah, like I said, next to the mechanics, like with all text boxes, we also spoke about how to create a nice story. That sounds very very helpful. I think that to me was some of the the most valuable insights in the beginning to have some experienced colleagues talk about that. Yeah, for sure. If we take that together, that was the first two days coming here, getting all your equipment, your phone, etc. What happened afterwards? So yeah, on the third day, uh, my colleague introduced me to some databases and it was really nice that it was kind of a kickstart. So, I mean, of course, corporate entity you know, that was helpful and to getting to know the company, but I quite like to, to dive right into it. And so um, I was setting up an Excel file with him and was searching for some data in a large data set. Um, it was just nice to have a recap on pivot tables, on all the Excel functions, how you filter, because if you haven't done that in a time, it's yeah, always good to have a bit of repetition. And yeah, before doing that at the client, it's good to uh, practice again in the safe room, so to say. <laughs> <laughs> that helps. What kind of data have you been looking for? Um, there was production data um, on small segment vehicles. So another client wanted to know if it might be worth going into the segment. So we did this analysis of, um, yeah, of small vehicle focusing on Europe and China. It was very interesting because I got to know a lot of brands I never heard of in China. There are, I don't know how many brands like that you've never seen. If you Google those cars, it's pretty interesting. And still they sell in volumes, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not that it's a very small niche product. It's yeah. Uh, large selling numbers. So yeah, we had different requests from like comparing the segments like A to F segment cars. We filtered by regions, we filtered by years, we filtered by powertrains so hybrid or um, internal combustion engine, electric powertrains. So yeah, we did a lot of analysis and then it was also good. It wasn't only Excel, but then we transferred it into PowerPoint as well. So there we used the tool ThinkSell. Um, and yeah, it was also good to practice that a bit again, because in the beginning it's quite a lot, um, but yeah, once you use it, it's pretty intuitive and yeah. Yeah. I think that is actually one of the key things that I have learned in, in consulting and that started pretty much the same way for me, also kind of a quick start into actual project work then, which is of course a little bit deeper down the road, but um, turning data and research that you do into digestible bits of information that you can actually present and communicate. I think that is, if you boil it down, one of the key challenges because there's always information, there's always data, there's always more. Yeah. And in most cases, it's quite complex. You just outlined the, the surface of what you have been doing. And now turning that into a slide or two, 
where you can actually in an easy way and a convincing way communicate what you have been analyzing and what you found out. So what is the, the key takeaway messages? I think that is one major challenge. And that is also what always gets me when someone starts talking about yeah, PowerPoint, et cetera, um, and that this is not good for communication purposes mm -hmm. and that um, you're just doing slides. Well, apparently, yes, in the end, it's only slides. Yeah. <laughs> But making these only slides is really, it's a big task. And I think that takes, that takes years and years of experience and you can really see the and feel the difference from your first days in an internship or yeah, your full-time sure. job now. And then venturing down and doing projects after projects and in the end really being able to to nail it down in the first try. Yeah? I think that's one of the nicest things in consulting. That's why I started in this industry. Um, that it's of course not about not only about uh, creating slides, but you learn so much around it. So how to just communicate on the point, like being precise and breaking down very complex topics to maybe one or two slides to just um, explain it to the client. And you have all this um, soft and hard skills that you can learn in consulting. So that's yeah, why I find it very interesting to work in this industry. Yeah, that's why we have you on board. So that is roughly your, your first week. Well, onboarding for two days and then doing research and analyzing something. Um, apparently, that is not what we do most of the time. Mm -hmm. What we do most of the time is actually doing business development, which means writing proposals and apparently then winning them and having a project. Yes, hopefully. <laughs> so for you, you had the, the chance to work with me in the second week that you have been with us on a proposal. Let's talk about that proposal process. How did you experience that? For me, it was an interesting and new experience because in my internships before I was either on a project or I was an in-house consulting and they most of the time don't do proposals. So for me, there was something new, which was interesting. Um, yeah, it was, it was nice because in the beginning you look at this, um, um, at the task from the client. So they sent you all these documents, you skim through them, and then you start to develop the, the story or kind of not the story, but you develop uh, what you want to offer the client. And I think it's, it's really interesting because in the beginning, it's very rough. You only have this idea slides with some boxes, have some, some thoughts here and there, but over time it really develops into something with a foundation. So, um, you find the topics which are most important, you highlight them, and then you kind of um, extend your initial thoughts, which you have to very yeah, profound ideas and slides. So, yeah, it was really interesting to get to know the, the colleagues on the project and then to just yeah, dive into this, into this topic. Um, yeah, I make a point here. <laughs> <laughs> most welcome. Yeah. So yeah, I think that's one very interesting insight that you made there in the first uh, full proper proposal week coming from the, you have the RFQ, you have a rough idea what you want to do. Of course, we have decided that we put down an offer based on the RFQ. It also happens that we say, well, this is not what we do. It's not our area of interest or focus. And then we also decide for some clients that we do not um, put down an offer. In this case, we said, yes, we want to do that because it's uh, quite, quite forward looking. And I had exactly the same experience that it's really interesting to, 
start with something very vague, um, a rough idea and a, a vision for what this project could be. And then turning that into something again that you can communicate where you can convince a client on few slides that this, what you are offering is actually solving his or her question and taking them to the next level, Yeah, which is in the end, the, the reason why they pay money for what we do. Um, talking of money and that they pay for us, you did something else as well, right? That was not only content. Yeah, true. So next to the content, um, was also interesting to look into the calculations. So of course, when you submit an offer to the client, you need to calculate, okay, how many colleagues do we need on which levels and yeah, what does it mean in a Euro number in the end? And yeah, I haven't done that before. So it was interesting to, yeah, calculate it with the colleagues because it's, it's a project which might go over years. So quite huge. So that was a nice experience. Um, and maybe it's interesting to note. So here at strategy engineers think the, I mean, they always talk about the hierarchy is, it's not there. It's flat hierarchies, but I think here that's really lifted way. So the part we were always in exchange with the partner, um, and yeah, he helped us calculating it and helped us with the number and we reviewed it with him together. So that was interesting to, yeah, just work with colleagues over all levels on the calculations and also the project. Yeah. It might be also quite stupid to have someone who is rather new to the team, <laughs> um, figuring out how many of the team members you need. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. Yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing against your, your skills there. But, um, to me, that was again, something that I learned over the years that is this key question of how long can this take? Because some clients, they, well, they're quite, quite bold in saying we want to have this done in four weeks time. And we envision a team of only two persons. That's it. Mm -hmm. And we do not pay anything for your partners, etc., because that's all overhead and we don't pay overhead. Yeah. And then there's other proposals like this one where the client is rather open to figuring out and understanding what do you think you need in order to deliver that. Mm -hmm. And apparently, as you said, it comes down to a value in euros. And what can happen is, of course, that if you are too high by far, you will just not get any response out of that, but you're just, yeah. you're just out of the process. And on the other hand side, if you start too low and then you enter into purchasing and then they push you down further in the negotiations, that might leave you with a project that is actually not that profitable or in the worst case, it could be that it's actually not really adding, adding anything to the balance. Um, and that is, I think something where again, the, the experience comes into play yeah. that you, that you understand who is our competition? What is the, the general price level that we can assume? And then of course, what is the team that we need to make that a success? Because in the end I had that once only, um, but that was a very negative experience where our team was just too small for the task. Mm -hmm. And that leads to just crunches over crunches where you, you're just working your ass off. Sorry to say that, um, <laughs> where you're working very long hours and that will lead to the team being frustrated and yeah. that in the end leads to a higher turnover, which leads to less knowledge being built in the company. And therefore it is actually our objective from the start where someone new comes on board, like you just did, but to actually develop those people into long-term perspectives. So it's not about developing somebody for this executive MBA, I did two years of consulting and then I'm out again mm -hmm. from a company perspective, that is rather disappointing because in the end it's, 
it is learning years in the beginning. Yeah. And we're going to talk in a separate episode of this one about the steep learning curve, etc. all these things. But to me, the, the true value that you add and the, the most rewarding experiences in consulting that you have based on that, that comes later. And um, I think that is the, the thing that still keeps me going here mm -hmm. because in the end, you, you want to do something where you can see the, the impact. And that takes some time to really nail that because in the beginning you have your, your very specific task and that is perfect. Yeah. But of course, over time you learn how your task feeds into change and something new at the client. And I think that is the, that's what we're working for. And that is, um, yeah, I think the, the most rewarding bit of it. So let's see if we can win this proposal. I hope so. Um, I think we did <laughs> a stellar job. Um, of course, I think that. So if we reflect your first two weeks, there was the first two days of intensive onboarding here, then supporting first of all research, but also proposals, of course, in order to win projects. What's next for you? Yeah, I hope, of course, that there will be a project. So, um, yeah, well, the proposal now was nice, but yeah, I think project work is again different. So I hope to yeah join some colleagues, um, get to know some some more colleagues, some some new clients, some new project. And yeah, I hope that's coming in the next weeks. Actually, if I'm looking at your staffing calendar here, I can tell you there's a project <laughs> coming. <laughs> that's, that sounds good. <laughs> so the last question for today. Many people refer to their starting consulting like being thrown into cold water in order to have that super quick learning experience, etc. Mm -hmm. um, did it feel like that for you? No, I think it's all right. I mean... Um, being thrown in cold water always has ups and downs, but here I don't feel like um, I was thrown into cold water. So, I mean, I had an introduction um, where I learned all the basics, basically. And then I think the start was quick, but it was not cold water. Um, and the good thing is, I mean, I had the colleagues, I have my buddy. Uh, I could ask them all the time about any questions I had. So it was not that I felt like swimming left alone in the cold pool, but... Yeah, I, I was greeted by some colleagues in warm water, so to say. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds nice. Good. With that, I would say let's end this episode. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for sharing your experiences in the first two weeks as Thank a management you. consultant. And with that, I'm looking forward, of course, to your feedback. If you find the time, I'm very happy to receive any reviews, um, but also, of course, questions on topic of management consulting in general but also of course if there's something that you're interested in if you have a topic to suggest um, let me know about that either on linkedin or in any of the reviews that you share on the platforms that we share this podcast on and with that thank you and goodbye bye bye